y'all ready to settle down and get with this? This time on One Life Mama. Just give us the money, Nabowski. Money. Money, 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 money. We talking about them dollar bills. Dollar bills. Dollar, <laughs> dollar bills. <laughs> I thought I was going to spin out into this really cool rhyme and yeah. just cut off. I, you, you killed it. challenging to participate in our last episode's challenge of not buying things online because normally I do so I do so every day <laughs> every single day you think you do that I mean I mean I'm not saying I that don't, you don't or that I don't but I'm wondering if you do I just can't be sure <laughs> I can't so noncommittal I so can't correct um, I cannot, I can neither confirm nor deny whether or not I buy things online every day. But since we issued that challenge last episode of not buying things online, I can say with the utmost truth in my life that I did not intentionally buy anything online. You know, I'm proud of you. First off, I want to Inten- say that intentionally. I, I want to offer that to you now. My, my, my honor and my respect towards you. Thank you. Thank you kindly. I'm going to say this first off. Hey, first off, I want to say that that was a very difficult challenge. You could have asked me to like write a thousand letters by hand and that would have been an easier challenge than not buying things online. Preach mama. Okay. So I'm coming off of, you know, with my job, I've had this really big project and I've been ordering tons of stuff online. Mm -hmm. You're mysterious. Your mysterious job. I'll never tell you. I'll never <laughs> tell you what I do for dollar bills. Mm, mm-hmm. Okay. That sounded so much sketchier <laughs> than it probably needed to be, but. Shh, be quiet. <laughs> so I just want to paint the picture for you. Okay. I've been ordering like crazy, like bulk, massive amounts of things. It's like, you need Mexican scarves. Don't worry about 150. Okay. <laughs> Again, so the mystery of your job <laughs> is astounding to me. So I'm. When I when you issued that challenge and I was faithful to it until the very end, I would tell you that a couple of days ago, I felt pretty thrilled. Like I was excited. I was thrilled. I was elated. I went to check my bank account because I anticipated that there would be so much more money <laughs> in that bank account. And what I unfortunately came to discover, um, because as it would... As it would appear, I don't check my bank account very often, which is problematic in and of itself. Uh-huh. I, I would I would admit that. Yeah, but you I did was, say you abandoned budgeting, so yeah. that <laughs> d- comes as no surprise to anyone. Yeah, anyone who knows me should realize that this is just, this is who I am. But not ordering anything online drove me to check my bank account online, which right. I hadn't done in a long time. I'm not going to tell you how long because I don't want to be judged. Okay. But it's like you, when you go to the dentist and they're like, how long has it been since you've been here? And you're don't like, don't get me started on the dentist. I had eight cavities in 2014. Also, that was a budget drain for me as well. <laughs> so we knew it had been quite some time. Yeah. So I'm checking my online bank account. I had to retry my password a couple times. <laughs> and by the time I logged on, 
I ended up discovering <laughs> that there was a bank account that I didn't know that I had. Okay. And that is, is this tied to your mysterious secret job? Shh, be quiet. <laughs> so there was a bank account. I didn't realize I had that had been overdrafting on just fees, just like the, the monthly fee for about eight months. <laughs> so how does that even happen? I don't want to talk about it, <laughs> but I'm like, went into a high alert mode. Cause it's like, you owe us all this money. And so I go to the bank and I'm like, I got to shut down this account. I didn't know I had, you know, I thought right. I was going to be rich and now I'm poor. <laughs> and it's really Robin hood reversed. Right. You know, right. You're stealing from yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is Ooh. bizarre. Problematic. Yes. But so you go to the bank, I go to the bank. And then I realized, so A, I'm, I'm like far more poor than I thought I was going to be on this fine Tuesday. Then the woman tells me, she's like, oh, I'm sorry, I can't shut down this account. Your license has expired. <laughs> and so I know it just was like loss after loss. And, and you had such a good picture on your license. And well, that's a whole nother <laughs> deal. Cause you remember the woman who, when I went to get my license picture, oh. she shot from the lower angle and she zoomed in. She did, like, she broke all the rules that you're supposed to use. Like, when you take a selfie, you know, you're supposed to hold your camera up to, like, make yourself look skinnier. Yeah. She held it below, and which made you look, like, 300 pounds heavier than like you were. Like a 300-pound <laughs> heavy person. And she kept having me scoot my neck back and told me not to smile with my teeth because they would turn out black. Just <laughs> And I, what the heck? So then she takes my photo and she zoomed in and it's my neck looks like, um, what's the guy from Star Wars? Jabba the Hutt? Jabba the Hutt. My neck looked like Jabba the Hutt because she had me so compressed my chin into my neck and it took up the entire frame. My cheeks were almost cropped out from this photo. It's like horrible, horrible. I had to go and retake it. Do you think when you went back to retake the picture that they like messed up the expiration date or something. Cause like, I feel like you just got that license. I don't know what happened because <laughs> when I went to go back, I told the woman that I lost it. So I went to the new counter. I almost got the same woman and I was going to literally scream and run out at the DMV at the DMV. Mm -hmm. And I go to the new counter. Finally, I think I almost like bribed someone to go ahead of me, but I go to the new counter and I'm like, hi, I lost my license. And while I'm here, I just figured I'd retake my picture and she pulled up my file and she looked at me and she's like, oh, I bet you want to retake your picture, <laughs> which is so offensive, <laughs> but true, but true. But also phenomenal that she said it out loud. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I've completely derailed here. Not online shopping ruined my life this week mm. and made me acutely aware of the fact that I'm somewhat failing as an adult and... Uh, need a lot more fiscal wisdom and also just more money. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of like fiscal wisdom and thinking about money, just like remember back when we were kids and like that was probably like the most financially stable part ever, of our lives ever, you know? Oh, sweet baby rolling <laughs> in my mother's arms. <laughs> Rolling it in the, the dough. The land of milk and honey, childhood. Amen. Amen. I mean, though like there was no cost of doing business. No overhead. Like, zero overhead. Zero overhead. If you were gonna have a lemonade stand, like your mom already had all the stuff and you just like absolutely had to be cute. And or adorable. she had to go to the store to pick it up for you so that you could make money. But she 
she was the bank, not you. Everything was pure profit. It was pure profit. Yeah. When you're a kid. Well, I feel like I was pretty profitable in my entrepreneurial endeavors as a child. Were you? I mean, it's hard to... I see you as being very profitable. Yeah, it's the glasses. Or terrible at it. It's the glasses that makes people think that I'm smarter than I am. But I, I... was really, really stinking good at babysitting. Um, I don't know that that's so much to brag about. You eat like candy and watch a, like a Disney movie with a child and then they take a nap and you're like, I guess I'll make myself a microwave burrito. Pretty, Yeah, you pretty much nailed like <laughs> 95% of my Friday nights in my childhood. Um, Which is the American dream, just to be yeah. clear. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the American dream. Well, that's why I'm saying like I was so good at it, mm-hmm. you know? Nobody can watch a Disney movie and eat a microwavable burrito quite like me, I think. How many families were competing for you? Were you on like a multi-family sort of routine? Well, I, mean, I really... Where, where the where the sweet, sweet money comes from. <laughs> the sweet, sweet deal is yeah. when you get one family that wants to, to use you every weekend mm. for one night. And it's a consistent. Standing. A standing babysitting order. So and you were rich but didn't have many social plans on the weekend. <laughs> Again, I, it's the glasses uh, mm. that uh, led to my um, my social calendar quite possibly being less stocked with friend things and more stocked with babysitting opportunities. Well, it created your treasure trove of, of golden dollars. It, it was a tre- it was a Sacagawea tre- dollars. <laughs> it was a treasure trove because I didn't spend a ton of money. Um maybe like going to the movies and stuff, but I didn't spend a whole lot of money. I just had this box, this like rubber made box that I would put all the cash in from babysitting. And what are you like a 90 year old Italian <laughs> grandmother who just hiding it in the floorboard? Putting boards? it under the mattress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, but like when you're, when you're like a teenager, you don't, I mean, I didn't know that like I, I should be getting compounding interest. And, and actually one day my mom, what's that? Um, exactly. <laughs> exactly. My mom, like I, she wasn't snooping or anything. I don't think, I think she was, I think she was being sweet to me and was like helping me clean my room or something. And she found the box of cash you know, the stash of cash <laughs> under my bed. So is my child and, a Coke dealer? <laughs> and you do. I think you have those moments where you're like, is this shady business mm-hmm. or is this legitimate financial cash cow that my child has stumbled into? And it was, it was the latter. It was babysitting, but I had a lot of cash. Yeah. Tax free. And uh, a lot of cash tax free. And my parents, my dad actually helped me at the ripe age of 12 um, invest in a mutual fund Shut that it. to this day is you, still a cranked. I'm so. sorry. What? What? I know if that's not the nerdiest thing you've ever heard. Okay. I'm just, I'm going to take one second here. I want to draw parallels between our lives, which I love doing it on our podcast. It is one of my favorite yeah. things. Okay. So let's compare you. You're okay. 12 years old. You have your babysitting money. Uh-huh. Your parents. <laughs> Open up. We invest, to, yeah, in, a mutual invest fund. in a mutual fund. Right. Okay. All right. So that's that's you, right? Yes. Yes. Let me compare it to me. Okay. My parents also encouraged me to put the money into an account. Not something that would gain any interest, but more likely just burying it in a hole that I wouldn't. Perfect. Touch. Much like a squirrel. So the Good. teachers' credit union <laughs> of Tulsa, Oklahoma, accepted my money. God bless it. Okay. You know. So also, next part of the story is that when we moved from Oklahoma to Georgia. When I was 16, one of the things that my parents told me to do, they were like, hey, you need to go to 
the teacher's credit union <laughs> and you need to withdraw everything from that account and we'll set up an account for you in Georgia. And I said, cool, you got this. I can do it. What I did instead was I took all the money out and then I spent it all in four days. <laughs> and, like, and yet you think it's a good idea to not budget or look at your bank account. You know your nature. I know, you know my, you know yeah. your nature. <sighs> Oh man, I need I need adults around me and for me. But where uh, where did you where okay were you a babysitter like did you what was your source of childhood income? Okay, I was also a babysitter, but I got a little bit, you know, I I would consider myself having an entrepreneurial spirit <laughs> and also someone that I like to acquire money, but I also like to spend it. Mm. And some would say you got to spend money to make money, and also you got to make money. To spend money. So they are inter they what are came first, chicken or the egg, you know? Hard to say. So I had, I had two businesses growing up. First off, I ran a leaf uh, picker upper business. A raking? A raking, raking yeah, business. Raking. <laughs> it was near Shit. and dear to my heart. <laughs> okay, so how did that work? Okay, so Robert Phillips, who was my neighbor. Um, we had a leaf raking business and you know, it's just like cute kids and you know, no braces We're harmless. Right. And we're just going around. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, this is okay, so rich. But the clutch was that we would rake your yard without asking you. <laughs> and then we would knock on your door and we would tell you how much you owed us. Oh my gosh. And oh, it was so good. It was genius. That is the greatest idea I've ever but, heard. Yeah, nobody can't, they can't not pay you, right? You're a cute kid, you're holding a rake, and you've raked up like 20 bags. And, and you're you like, did hi. good work. You're like, hi, you owe us $57. <laughs> so that was one. We split the wow. profits 50 50, even though it was my idea. My idea, but he did the manual labor, which is. The best way to run a business. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I think that's what consulting is. Yeah. But I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that was business number one. Business number two had a little bit more finesse to it, but also some grit, some grime, some danger. Mm, I'm intrigued. Okay. In middle school, I ran a loan shark business. <laughs> oh, no. Take it in for a minute. <laughs> Wait. What? Okay. Again, let's paint, paint the picture. I need you to paint this picture for me because I'm fascinated. Okay, so I grew up in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and mm. everyone in Oklahoma likes snacks. <laughs> Vast generalization, <laughs> but I'm tracking with you. Okay. Snacks and scrunchies. Let's just snacks call it. Snacks and scrunchies. Let's Absolutely. call it like we see it. Okay. So, and you know, in middle school, you finally have some freedom. You're not just eating at what's been packed for you. That's you can right. like go and have lunch at the school cafeteria. So... Um, the best place, the best place to run a business is when you have a niche market and there's a lot of need and there's not a lot of inventory. Okay. <laughs> That's what I've learned wow. from my se from my seventh grade self. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um if you, Morgan, uh -huh. wanted a cookie, high Morgan, demand, yeah. Little Morgan Cogswell, you yeah, wanted was, to buy a chocolate chip cookie. That was but most you, definitely true. Yeah. You didn't have fifty cents. Which was for also instance. most definitely true because it was all in a mutual fund. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay, I would give you 50 cents, but right. I had typed out on our home desktop computer that was new to the household. I had typed out contracts for people <laughs> where you had to you had to um, write your name in type font. You also had to uh -huh. sign. 
but the deal was it would double every day you didn't bring it back to me, but it didn't double the original amount. So day one, I hand you the 50 cents. If you don't bring it back day two, you owe me a dollar. Next day, $2. Next day, $4. Next day, $8. What was like, okay, I'm tracking with you and I think that this is quite possibly the most brilliant idea ever, but what was like the, what was the muscle? Like what was the, what was the, the concession for not bringing the cash back? Like, did you, that's a great question because I don't really understand beyond the fact that I was pretty tall and (laughs) smart and scrappy. Yeah. Which are three of the uh, probably most powerful adjectives when you're in middle school. Yeah. (laughs) Scrappy, smart, smart, (laughs) scrappy and tall. Like I'll do whatever you want. Right. I don't know what it was. I think it's that I carried myself very seriously. Like I would take out my little purse, my plaid purse and I would undo my contracts and I would force people to sign it, which is an intimidation factor right. when you're only 11 yeah. or 12 years old. The fact that old. you have a contract that's typed out and printed, it probably scared people yeah. in a yeah. deeply passionate way. My favorite is when little Carly Brander had to give me like $20 for a $1 bag of Skittles she bought. And she had forgotten so many days in a row. And I was like, better pay up, Carly mm. Brander. Carly, if you're listening to this... I need you to call and tell us why you were scared of Gracie. Also, if you've been in counseling, I'm just so (laughs) sorry for the damages. Can you even eat Skittles anymore without weeping? I don't know. If you're listening, Carly, we need to hear from you. That Um, business timed out though, right? I mean, there's only so long that people accept loans from you before they realize that you're the devil. (laughs) And so they don't. So it really, it ran for about six months, but it was pretty lucrative. Wow. And I would say that, I would say that the seventh grade version of me was the most financially stable of my life thus far. I mean, here's hoping to better things down the road. fascinating to me about that is that in the seventh grade like did you know the term loan shark did you know that's what you were doing or did you just like within your mind come up with this idea that mirrored loan sharking I think it was the latter morning (laughs) (laughs) you were just an evil genius yeah I didn't know loan sharks I mean I'd watched certainly a lot of 007 yeah so you knew about things I on the other hand I did not know about things when I was younger. I knew nothing about nothing. Okay. That's, and I, that, I, I mean, like I talking should... about this is just funny because I'm thinking about like the fact that people paid me to like watch their children. And I think I was good. I mean, I was good at it because I was, I think I was fun and like we'd be creative and imaginative and we would play and all that kind of stuff. But like when it really gets down to brass tacks, like I did not have the mind to do a loan shark business. I was pretty simple minded at, at, at one point. Can I be honest? I feel like this is true confessions. I need to confess this. Let it all out. Um, so that family that I was telling you about, that was like my weekly family that I babysat for. Yeah. One time, one time they had white carpet like everywhere in their house. Oh um, no. Which why you would have white carpet when you have children. I don't know, but they had white carpet like everywhere. And I, 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 I let the kids like eat their dinner in the living room 
because we were watching we were watching Tarzan. They were super into it, and I was like, <laughs> "I'm cool, fine." Well, it is a Phil Collins scored movie, so I can understand. I mean, that. honestly, macaroni and cheese, fruit punch, and Phil Collins like that is a I'm night sorry, to remember. What? <laughs> okay, who owns? Who even purchases fruit punch? That is just. That's an assassin for your body. Okay. <laughs> Mix with macaroni and cheese. True. These children will literally die tonight. Yeah, it's possible. All They're like in college of, now. You've though. got a tr- you've got a trio of colors here. You've got yeah. orange, you've got red, and you've got white. Yeah. What happened? It didn't end well. Um, I think we were um, when we watched Tarzan, which was often, we would kind of get up and like dance around like we were. Um, <laughs> Phil Collins <laughs> in a tree, um, and you know the I want to know. Can you show me? And on the I want to know about those strangers like me. Yeah, I think it was me who kicked over a giant glass of in the passion fruit punch. in the, in the passion Phil of Phil Collins. Party. I wanted to know, and I wanted someone to show me, and I just why were you throwing your leg into the air? I don't, you know, it's hard to say. I think, again, Phil Collins makes you do crazy things, all right? <laughs> but what, what, the, what the point is, is that there was a massive fruit punch casualty Oof. on the white carpet. And I did not, in my limited teenage brain, have the knowledge to deal with it. And so I, I did what all good teenage babysitters do when something goes wrong. I called my mom. <laughs> I called my mom, and I was freaking out. And I was like, Mom! How do you get fruit punch out of a carpet? I'm <laughs> and, asking for a friend. <laughs> uh, just out of curiosity, like in it case me, in case something happens, like I wouldn't be so dumb. Um, and my mom told me she was like, "Oh, it's okay. It's simple. You just need to find some club soda and pour the club soda on it." And I was like, "Okay." So we hang up, and I walk into the pantry, and I'm 12 years old, and like I don't know what club soda is. <laughs> Okay. Problem number one. <laughs> problem number one. I don't know what club Step soda one, is. Problem one. I walk into the pantry and I'm looking around and the only thing that they had in there was ginger ale. And I was like, that's a type of soda <laughs> that maybe they bought at like Sam's club is what I'm assuming like clubs. So- I don't know what I was thinking. I like that deductive um, reasoning. Yeah. And I mean, I, it, it didn't it, probably work out for you, it, but <laughs> it made it horrible. It, it made it worse. It, so, it made the, it made the, imagine it's like, it was like a fruit punch, like murder scene. It, it, it made the, the ginger ale made it double in size and acquire a sticky consistency. Ooh. So we were in a real problem. Um, and I was so embarrassed you about how pickle. stupid I was that I, I should have just called my mom again and been like, come help me. You know, as moms, like they do that, mm-hmm. they help you out of jams. Um, but instead I decided to call a friend who lived in the neighborhood and I called her and I said, hey, do you have any club soda? Because I have an emergency. And here's the thing about 12-year-olds. None of them know what club soda is. <laughs> so my friend who lived in the neighborhood was like, yeah, I think so. She comes over and she brings a box of baking soda. Oh, no. And I'm confused because I still at this point don't know what club soda is. And I'm like, maybe that's what she meant. I don't know. So we have this like ginger ale fruit punch mess that we then coat with an entire family size box of baking soda, which just like a pasty mixture, a pasty pink sticky. It was horrible. It was, I'm imagining at this point that the parents come back while you and your friend 
have like this pink sticky paste and you're on your knees like on the carpet and you're like, it wasn't us. <laughs> I can't be held responsible. <laughs> Phil Collins. <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> Can you show me? I want to know about these strangers like me. Yeah. I honestly, I don't remember what happened after that because I think I blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> I think I blacked out of fear. Um <laughs> But I do know, I do know what club soda is now, and it, and it does, yes, and it does get stains out of carpet. But I would never have white carpet. That's the moral of the story here. Was the ginger ale clear, or was it like that sort of yellowy? Color? It was kind of the yellowy gold. Oh, yeah, Lord. it was. It was rough. What did you tell your mom rough. when you got home? I think I demanded that she show me what club soda was. I was like, you have ill prepared me for the life in this world. <laughs> I don't know what club soda is. And when she showed it to me, I was like, okay, definitely. We were definitely wrong with the powdery stuff. <laughs> so far gone. Um, but yeah, you know, life lessons. And they still paid you all those dollars. I think so. I think so. So let's get this straight. You did a bad job being a babysitter. And destroyed someone's carpet, but you got yeah. a mutual fund at the end of the game. Listen, this I is... I ran two successful <laughs> businesses and have been overdrafting on my account. Hey, this is America, sweetheart, okay? <laughs> That's the way it rolls, okay? You know what? At least I had two successful businesses. My other business I ran as a child, I was trying to sell gravel from our own backyard <laughs> on the corner. And no... No one bought any of it. I am just loving the ingenuity of your mind. <laughs> and it, it it makes so much sense about you right now. And the fact that I'm bringing this up, yes, this is thrice now that I've mentioned the fact that your job is so ambiguous. I, You know, I kind of wonder if you're a loan shark. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you like that? Um, yeah. But before I die, I'm going to get it out of you, what exactly it is that you do. You're like Chandler Bing. Nobody knows. Ain't nobody okay. telling. Ain't nobody telling. Ain't it's kind of fun. Knowing. I like it. Well, um, I got 99 problems and money is one. Money is money is definitely <laughs> money is definitely one. So maybe we're going to rethink the whole budgeting thing. But like I'm cool good. and stable and dateable. So <laughs> and like single and like if guys yeah, are out there like, who want to save a damsel in distress, maybe a banker or no, an accountant. No. Don't you think you should marry an accountant? That would solve a lot of your problems. Only if he was like super quirky and crazy and you know he would have to do things like me where I decide that on a on a Wednesday I want to buy a trampoline and so which is a real life story that yeah. happened last summer yeah I wanted a trampoline so I went out and bought me one <laughs> so again eligible men <laughs> don't you want in on this action come home to a fun trampoline that you didn't budget for it sounds like a party to me yeah we may be kicked out of our house but it'll be fun Hey, we do a lot of things for the fun. And speaking of which, kind of kind of ending, rounding out this money podcast, um, thinking of our next challenge and what would be the ultimate fun thing, I'm, I'm fascinated today is actually um, National Margarita Day. Praises. Which I don't know who the they the peeps are who get That's to decide true. who are the powers who's who, the committee who is on this committee that decides these national food how holidays how do you get onto that committee and I, how do you I get paid know. by that committee to make i don't know this is i need miscellaneous to be honest, decisions about or, and just like declare america's to, heritage today is national margarita day because i want a margarita or whatever it is it's also national cherry pie day which 
seems like you can't have two national days. Also, people don't like cherry pie that much. We need to be honest as a culture, as a country, that cherry pie is pretty subpar. I, I, I have to disagree. Well, I have to disagree with your disagreement. I freaking love cherry pie. Actually, any kind of fruit really? pie. Really? Over like blackberry cobbler? Possibly. I mean, we can take this yeah. offline. We're, yeah. <laughs> at this we're point, we're just a, debating We're going to have to put a pin in this. But I was thinking for our challenge this week, it would be really fun to see if we could do a whole week of celebrating the national foods. Um, tomorrow What's coming out is National Banana Bread Day, and I got some black bananas in my in my fr- <laughs> in my freezer that are begging oh, to either so be thrown offensive. out or used to make banana bread. Um, also, the day after that, National Tortilla Chip Day. Mm-hmm. Then we've got National Clam Chowder Day, in a total change of genres. Hard pass, hard pass on that. But one. then your favorite, National Pistachio Day. I do like. Yeah, those. you could be into yeah. that. Mm-hmm. National Kahlua Day. Oh, yes, please. But then it's National Chocolate Souffle Day. Oh, and then to round out the week, this day, February 29th, Leap Day, which you know has to be celebrated because you only get a couple shots at it in your lifetime. Leap year, leap year, leap year. And I think maybe this is a play on words with, with the word leap, but it's National Frog Legs Day. Hard pass. Once again, have you ever had frog legs? No, I haven't. Tastes like chicken. It's delicious. <laughs> Said as a true Southerner. <laughs> you gig them, you fry them, you eat them. They're, it's delicious. It's like a tiny little chicken wing. All right. I'm, I, will, I will celebrate all of these things with you Let's if do you it. will cook all of these things for me. I will. Or purchase them. I will <laughs> I will figure out a way but, but to make them happen. Purchase them for me because yeah. I'm currently overdrafted. That's right. I I will do that for you. Um, but well, that's I'm going to need you. you have people buy stuff for you. I'm going to need you to pay me back double next week. Oh. <laughs> Loan shark joke. The student becomes the master. <laughs> My work here is done. Phil Collins would be so proud. Well, I need. You've been listening to One Life Mama with Gracie Fisher and Morgan Cogswell. The music on today's show is I Need a Dollar by Aloe Black. Thanks for listening. Bye.